Hello and welcome to AI Unfiltered with me, Ian Bowie, and our resident expert, Mikael Stormbom, where we will be talking about everything to do with AI in our modern digital society and what the future holds for all of us. There's something else I'd just like to quickly say about um, these um, autonomous vehicles. There's there's a fellow in um, America called Ralph Nader, and I think you know who he is, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, he he became famous as a consumer consumer rights uh, advocate. I think he was instrumental in, for example, bringing seatbelts into American cars. But basically, you're, you're quite right. I mean, in the mid, mid-1960s, he wrote a book called Unsafe at Any Speed. Um, and, and then he set up his own non-profit um, road safety organization in America. Um, and, and as you said, he's, he's very well known as a, as a consumer rights advocate. Yeah. And anyway, um, I read an article today, and he's now um, petitioning the... Um, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, quite a mouthful, that's in America, um, to ban Tesla full driving uh, or full self-driving technology. And, and, and a quote from him is actually, it's one of the most dangerous and irresponsible actions by a car company in decades. Um, and then I, I read another um, research report, which is saying actually that there is something like 78% of um, people that they polled for this research just don't trust um, autonomous vehicles, full stop. Yeah, no, I'm personally not convinced that they will ever work reliably enough to. Mm. And I think the big one is also that if you have a mixture of human drivers and autonomous cars, I think that that's just a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I think another one of his comments um, was was that the, there should be no autonomous vehicle allowed on a street where children play. Re- yeah, I mean, indeed, because I, I read an article about the, some of these autonomous cars that... Well, there have been instances where it's unable to recognize that there's a child on the street, for example. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, did, you, you can see where that one is going. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did, well, did you see that article? There was a Mercedes-Benz uh, executive was interviewed about um, AVs, and he'd said, well, uh, and it was all about, you know, who does the the vehicle save? And he'd said, well, if, you, if you're only going to save one person, let it be the passenger. And then not long after that, the, you know, the Times picked picked up on this in London. Uh, Mercedes had a little bit of um, PR work to do after that. Yeah. But I mean, you, you can't trust them, can you? I mean, you know, imagine if, if, if an autonomous vehicle, well, it did kill, I think it was its own driver, wasn't it? Um, in, in America a while back. And there have been these instances when there, for example, there's a sharp turn and then the car doesn't. Because of course, some of these cars already have, that are available on the market, they have yeah. this sort of like auto control that you're not actually supposed to use, but people do anyway and then you mean like my car and uh, you're quite right it doesn't work because i've tested it (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) well (laughs) well thank you for proving my point yeah yeah, absolutely no yeah (laughs) (laughs) not about that then it just rears off like and drives into it so and uh, well in my my case almost a ditch but i mean i was awake and i i was really testing it so of course i was ready to grab the wheel and we've spoken about explainable ai before and so when the car all, all of a sudden starts doing inexplicable mm. things, so I think that's a good example of, <laughs> well, first of all, uh, well, why, yeah, no, why autonomous yeah. vehicles are not necessarily no. a very good, yeah. no. good idea. No, no. No, you, no, you can't trust it. Uh, I, I actually, I mean, I, I, I tried using it when I first got the car, um, and, and then after uh, a couple of near misses, um, I, I don't touch it anymore. I won't touch that button, no. no it's uh, it's, not, it's yeah. not worth it, no. In related news, apparently there are, piloting uh, 
self-driving taxis in in China. So Baidu, you know, the the large uh, Chinese companies right. piloting in two cities, and, and also in the United States, they're piloting in San Francisco, I think, uh, a different company that is. Let's see how that works out. Well, actually, mm-hmm. in a way, I hope it doesn't work out because you know, then a lot of human taxi drivers are going to be out of business, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But also, given what we just discussed about these autonomous vehicles, I don't. Well, I, I'm I'm skeptical. Let's say put it like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love I, I, I love technology. I, you know, I, I could be wrong. We, we we could be the guys who wouldn't sign Beatles in the 1960s, but well, yeah, yeah. but then again, <laughs> and and of course we could be accused of being luddites, but um, we're yeah. not. No, um, but we're realists. Yeah, yeah. And how many kids will it take? You know, before they realise it's not a good idea. I mean, in the yeah. UK, they've got these things that they call smart motorways, which are as dumb as dumb can be. Or I guess it's the people who had the idea. But we used to have, or we still do have in a lot of places, what they call a hard shoulder on the motorway, which is actually kind of like a fourth lane. And it's the lane, if your car breaks down or you get into difficulties, you park on the hard shoulder. And that's all it is for. Yeah. But now these so-called smart motorways, um, the idea is it opens up the hard shoulder to traffic in times when there's huge amounts of congestion to try and get things moving again. Well, people have been killed, haven't they? You know, they've broken down, they've, they've left the car on the hard shoulder, they've, they've been there and suddenly, bang, they get a great big truck up their backside and that's it, all the way to heaven. They're still not closing them down. In fact, if anything, they're going to open up more of them. So yeah. how many lives does it take before they suddenly realise that actually this was a bad idea? Yeah, and people have a desperate need to be go from point A to point B as fast as possible. <sighs> yeah. yeah. All the while not realising that they, the more cars there are, of course, the more congested it gets. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, like I say, you know, this, yeah. this was supposed to be an attempt at a solution um, to that problem at peak times. They could open up the hard shoulder to alleviate. I saw this meme on... On Facebook, yes, I'm so old that I'm still on on mm. Facebook. But no, but there was a, a meme, so it was just a picture of this highway, and then you could see that how they had they had like successively constructed new lanes right next to the previous lane, mm. and it was just this horrific, like I, I don't know, hundred meters wide, wow. sort of just lanes and yeah, just yeah. full of cars and uh, like a and uh, I mean the meme, the point of the meme was is that really how you know society is supposed to work? And mm. and I think they make a fair point. Well, they do, yeah, because yeah. I mean. Well, I suppose, I mean, again, you know, it's it's the same old, same old problem. Um, overpopulation. Um, you know, the world was not built for the number of people that we have in it at the moment. And, yeah. and, and roads were certainly not constructed to cope with the volumes of traffic that we see today. Yeah, and I mean, quite a lot of cities are designed around there being car traffic as well. So I think that's yeah. a, just consider the debate we have here in Turku, whether people are pissed that they can't drive. Can I say peace? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but they, that they can't drive in the center because it's so important that I that I can park my car right outside of the grocery store or, or mm-hmm. else. Which well, may, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, and Turku is a really small city, like, but it <laughs> is. Yeah, so I mean, but I mean, I'm a car person. Yeah, you know, I like I like my car, hybrid car. Um, you know, I I don't want to park miles and miles away from where I'm actually intending to go, um, and I don't particularly want to take a bus. No, sorry, but you know, I'm just not a public transport person. I'm not, um, and I'm not. I'm I'm strongly pro public transport. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Well, yin yeah. and yang, you know, it takes yeah. both. 
Um, Let's have a debate on that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love people like you because the more people like you who are on buses, the fewer cars there are on the road getting in my way. Yeah, people need to use cars less. Mm. Which would be a, a case for more public transport. I also agree to that, yes. Yeah. And then I can continue to use my car. I can be the last person using a car. You, you can, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, when I was a, when I was a kid or, or a teenager in, mm. in Mariehamn, the world metropolis mm. on the Åland Islands, <laughs> population 10,000. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, they did an experiment, or it wasn't even an experiment. They did for a couple of years that had free public transport. So you could take the bus for free. Wow. And how did that work? I think the problem with Åland overall is very difficult to... Yeah, okay, sure, if you stay in Mariehamn, then sure mm. you... But otherwise, it's very, very difficult to be without a car. Yeah. There are other sort of, shall we say, deficiencies in the public transport. So I think mm. it was quite a lot of that instead of me taking a bicycle to the school, I took the bus, for example. So that was probably, it didn't really have the intended no, effect no, necessarily. No, no, not at all. No, yeah. So yeah. They eventually, it was due to budgetary reasons that they decided to, to stop that. Yeah, of course. So I don't know, did they do any research as to whether it decreased car traffic? I don't know. And to what extent it was people like me who, instead of exercising, took the bus. Took the that, bus that I don't yeah. Either, yeah. You see, I mean, I've got car ingrained on my soul. I mean, even if it was free, I still don't think I would take the bus over taking my car. I like my personal space. You know, I don't. I don't like being in confined spaces with lots of other hot, sweaty, potentially sick people. But that's how you know you're in a city. <laughs> that's the quintessential city experience. There. Well, no, I, mean, I, you know, I know. I'm in the city when I'm in a traffic jam. That's fine by me. <laughs> you, you can kick back and listen to our podcast. In my own isolated, air-conditioned <laughs> bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I mean, I used to. You know, back in back in the day. Um, when, when I didn't have a car, of course, I took public transport everywhere. I had no oh. choice. I didn't enjoy it, um, but I couldn't afford a car at that particular time. Um, and, you know, I think that, that that period of time lasted for probably about two to three years. Um, and then finally, I got my hands on a car. Or actually, it's not true. We did have a car. We had one car, but we couldn't afford a second car. And my wife is the one who actually needed the car. So that's why I didn't actually get my hands on it. Um, and, and then, you know, eventually, uh, we got to a stage where we could afford two cars and, and, and we did straight yeah. away. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't know, just some, yeah. something in my DNA that says car first. And yeah, then, yeah, I'm not a car person No, uh, at all. I, I'm privileged in that I don't need, I don't need a car too. Well, you live it, in the center of the city, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so. so I'm, I'm happy to be yeah, yeah. without, but I did have a car for or several cars for, mm. for quite a long time. But I mean, it costs a lot of money. You, yep. need, a, you need a parking space and yep. it's a hassle during winter. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, I mean, you don't really need it, but you still need to drive it every now and then to make sure it still works and yes, all that sort true. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured, I mean, it's better, like when I actually need a car, then, then I rent one. Yeah. And then the rest of the year I can, <laughs> I can be yeah. happy without. I mean, and I have a very good friend who lives right bank smack in the middle of Stockholm and, and he's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Never had a car in his life, actually. Oh. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it's different strokes for different folks. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. We have spoken about uh, electric vehicles before, and I don't know to what extent uh, their introduction will help in mitigating climate change, considering the environmental impact of uh, manufacturing them and, of course, charging the batteries. Well, what I read 
a while back was quite interesting. And of course, you know, we have to get um, a critical mass of electric vehicles manufactured and out there in use. Yeah. But then the article then went on to say that then those electric vehicles can then become part of the circular economy. And so when they reach the end of their usable lifetime, 99% of everything in that vehicle can then be recycled and reused in new vehicles. The problem is that we have to get to that critical mass, which means that, you know, for probably the next even two decades, we have to continue raping the earth of all its rare earth elements um, and, you know, manufacturing, of course, all the energy that that requires. But once we then reach that tipping point, if you like, um, we should be okay. But I suspect that's not going to happen because the problem is that the tipping point will get further and further away because, of course, populations will continue to increase. And therefore, more cars will be required, not fewer. Yeah. I mean, it's only as long we can kick this can down the road. Hmm. Or actually, we will kick the can for long down the road already. We'll, we'll in kick it until it falls over a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just saw an article this morning about the polar ice captain. We'll, ha we'll have to start recording this podcast with uh, scuba gear if this keeps up. <laughs> I think maybe not from Finland for, for, for quite some time, but yeah, no, no, but yeah. I, I, no, I know, yeah. The trouble is that everything you read about autonomous vehicles, it seems to be the same, same old, same old. It's the same question. Will we ever get to a stage where we can have genuinely autonomous vehicles? And the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got these journalists and they're just regurgitating the same story again and again and again. There doesn't seem to be any new news. No, I don't, I don't think so. But uh, there's a lot of hype with the uh, autonomous vehicles, but it's, will it live up to the hype? And I think our yeah. our conclusion on that one is probably not. Well, I mean, I, mm. I, at the risk of repeating myself, I don't know if I've done this before, but uh, I mean, imagine, all right, roads that we have here in Finland. You know, we have still unmade roads. There are no road markings on them. Um, the, the only borders that you have are little sticks um, next to the ditch. Uh, then there are plenty of smaller side roads that the road markings have been worn away yeah there are no proper lighting no. on many of these no and then it, it, think about the uk we've got lots and lots of these country lanes but they're single track you know i mean you can literally get one car one tractor if you're lucky a bus down them and that's it and yeah. and, and, and then there's always something coming behind um, in front of you and then somebody always has to reverse and find some tiny little piece of, you know, whatever it is, land to the side of the road and hope you don't go down a ditch. I just, I just can't see autonomous vehicles being able to manoeuvre in, in, in these kinds of circumstances. No, I, I don't see it either. And, uh, no. Or the United States, where I mean, where the infrastructure is in really poor shape in yeah. any place of the, of the country. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, they, they, they've got really sort of big, wide, straight roads in America, as, as well, actually yeah. we, we, we do here in Finland as well. I mean, you know, the kind of main artery roads, arterial roads, a lot of them are very straight. And I could imagine that they might work on those kinds of roads. But yeah. there's still this massive network of side roads and unmade roads and, and, and everything in between. No, but well, I, I did read an interesting article. Mm -hmm. 
uh, or I saw it on Twitter actually, but so they, yeah, it's in Los Angeles, I suppose. So they have these uh, food delivery uh, trucks, so oh, automated yeah. trucks. So there was a picture on Twitter when, so there was a crime scene and they had, you know, had it cornered off with the police, you know, the, the yellow that you see on the crime yeah, shows. The oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And, then, and then, so then the food delivery robot comes <laughs> <laughs> driving up and, and to the to the food delivery robot's credit, it it stopped mm-hmm. because obviously it had detected there's an obstacle right. there. But then some helpful quote unquote human being lifted the the cord. So, no. so then the the delivery truck <laughs> drove straight into the crime scene. <laughs> Classic, yeah, yeah. You see, that actually, that, that kind of links to something that I read in one of the articles recently. Is that um, this was some expert saying that actually machines don't react as quickly as humans, and certainly not in the same way. So, for example, that story you've just told, if a delivery driver, a human driver, had driven up to that cordon, even if somebody had lifted the tape, he wouldn't have gone further. Because he understands it's a crime scene, you don't cross the line. But the machine didn't get it. No, and uh, I mean, yeah. with the machine, you would have to pretty much deliberately program the machine that, hey, don't enter crime scenes, but yes. human beings, they can sort of yes. reason their, their way to yeah. it. So I think that's a distinction as well. And when, yeah. if the machine encounters like a scenario it's never encountered before, then interesting things can, and interesting means possibly tragic yes. things can happen. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's what we've just discussed before with uh, many different forms of AI. It's yeah. only as good as the information that's been input into it. Correct. Yes, indeed. Yes. I think this does tie into the fact that we currently have a have a lack of truck drivers in Europe and in I think in the mm. United States as uh, as well. So, so of course, I mean, there might be whether that means that we should focus more on then autonomous trucks or maybe we should transport less crap. <laughs> I think that's. A <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll go for the latter. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in a way, thank goodness we don't have enough truck drivers to ship all this rubbish. The, the answer is less transport rather than, than well, autonomous transport. Yeah, but it is, isn't it? We know yeah. it. I mean, well, this is yeah, what they're sure. talking about all the yeah. time. And as for a short of, 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 of truck driver, I actually wanted to be a truck driver once upon a time. Only from a romantic sense of the idea of being out on the open road like an old-fashioned cowboy driving sure. my big truck. I mean, I, you know, the reality of it wouldn't interest me in the slightest, but I, I didn't go so far. Yeah. I watched, and actually I read a book called Convoy, and they oh, turned it into well, a film a movie. Yeah, yeah. with Chris right. Christopherson, but it yeah. was a book first. Right. And, and and that's kind of what got my romantic sort of juices flowing. Um, that, that whole idea, you know, the open road. and But you see, even that, that was, you, you're taking out a whole um, part of sort of urban cultural heritage, the CB radio. Yeah. You know, back in the day, and they had their they had their sort of code for talking. You know, there's a bear in, was it plain wrapping or something or brown paper? I can't remember. But they had all these. You know, Smokey Bear was the police, and ah, oh, <laughs> it was all cool. You know, you, you wouldn't get machines talking to each other like that, would you? No, I think it would be more one one zero 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 one one zero zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as they silently move through the night. Yeah, you can't in even the, hear the truck in it. No, no. It runs you over as you cross the road. No. Yeah. Are we heading for a quieter world with the advent of all these new technologies? I don't know about that. My computer's pretty loud. <laughs> is it? 
Yeah, at least you're not a fan of running. Uh, that's because you work it too hard. Well, yeah. I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's my, running my nefarious algorithms. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, my 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 computer never makes funny noises like that. Yeah. But to wrap things up, I think it's safe to say that we are rather skeptical about autonomous vehicles. So I guess that's the conclusion, isn't it? Really. I think it is. Yes. We have to drop this one like a hot potato. Yes. Concentrate on something more useful. Yes. We'll come back to this in one year's time if things have improved. But well, know. yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We're we're always willing to keep an open mind. Um, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but as things stand at the moment in uh, September 2022, um, the future for autonomous AI is not looking so bright when it comes to vehicles. Indeed. Yeah. And on that note, I think we, we shall leave it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to me, Ian Bowie, and my colleague, Michael Stormbaum, on AI Unfiltered. And for more episodes, please go to AIUnfiltered.com. Thank you. <laughs>